want to do, whether as any kind of community leader, is is give people hope, you know, in the process, in the institutions, in the leaders, right, that here's this very, this is articulated vision that the community community has that has been working towards for, for decades. And, um, and so again, can this, and obviously, you know, I commend, you know, my predecessors, you know, Mayor Pro Tem Trevino and I guess ultimately Mayor Garcia, right, for what they did on the project. Um, but again, how do you honor their work, right? Not just their work, but the community's work on this, right? So that, um, you know, people see, you know, stick, stick, stay with it, persevere, you know, you can get things done, but you gotta stick with it, you know, and how do we convey that to our to our kids, right? To the young um, kids coming up to, um, growing up in the schools. I mean, they don't know any of this, right? You don't know half of what I said, probably, and folks who, uh, um, you know, probably most folks in the community, you know, who do know this, right? It's not like the kind of thing you have with your, come here, mijito, let me tell you about how difficult it was to get this thing built, right? But shouldn't, the MAC in some way shouldn't, you know, shouldn't people be able to gather that from, from going to the MAC or, you know, from, and, and maybe again, that's something we as a community need to do is how do we tell the story and how do we, again, more from a, this is a community triumph and something we point to, you know, when people say, oh, well, that can't be done, you know, come on, you know, it's going to take forever. I mean, it's, you know, but it, good things come to those who persevere, I'll say, not for those who wait, but those who struggle through um, these challenges, you know, and really kind of hang on to the vision, you know, have a vision, you know, of uh, what you want the community to be, what you want, and um, what the needs are, and how to address those needs, and go after it, make it happen, you know, really uh, do what you can to, um, um, to realize those visions and those dreams because, um, I mean, I think there's power in that, right? I mean, because that encourages people to have more visions and more dreams. I mean, if you're just so disgusted with what you see happening in City Hall, then you're just not gonna bother articulating any of that or even, and if you're not gonna articulate it, then well, why bother, why bother dreaming it? <laughs> why bother coming up with a community vision if you know, and, and so that I think is a very, it's kind of a, it's a dangerous thing. And I really felt that, um, again, this is really a shining moment for Austin, not just for the Mexican American community, but for Austin and that, um, you know, ready, we're gonna do whatever it takes to, to get to the point where this thing actually becomes real, you know, and tangible, and now we can touch it and feel it and hopefully tell some of these stories eventually. We're coming down to the end. Sure. I'm wondering if you could tell me what influence you think you've had on the uh, the creation of the Mac. I mean, what influence? I mean, I mean, again, I was I came in after all the. I mean, after all the uh, important decisions were made, right? But um, there was some heavy lifting, I think, to be done in terms of planning and implementation and. 
but I kind of see, I kind of, you know, I mean, obviously I reflect back on sort of my time on the council and I can always wonder why, why, why were you given that opportunity, right, to, to serve in that role? I mean, at that time there was only three other people who had had that, that position, right? I mean, Hispanics, you know, Mexican-Americans. And so I kind of, you know, between, between the MAG and the Holly power plant closure, I just felt like, you know, you need a planner <laughs> to actually get these things done, right? Someone who's got that technical view of things um, to really figure out how do we get from this point to the point where the dream is, is realized. So I think that's where, that's kind of how I approach, again, I mean, while you're doing it, there's just so much going on. You don't think about, well, what role am I playing? You know, I just, I just need to get this done, right? But in terms of, you know, kind of reflecting on it and thinking, well, it kind of was important that you had somebody with those skills there to kind of talk about the design and engineering and, but could also talk the, you know, obviously with community about, have the conversations about the future and what we, what this would mean for our community, what this could look like and how we could do something to, to really move forward, you know, in that part of the dream of, you know, how is it going to operate, right? This utopia that we had in our heads, right, of how the MAC, you know, was the role the MAC was going to play in, in the community. Um, but I just, I mean, I just think I felt like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was the right person at that time to kind of take these two projects to fruition. And I mean, I'm just excited that the MAC is real and it's on the ground. And, and that means we, there's this incredible amount of potential for us as a community to really, um, to really articulate a vision or develop that center and in a way that can best meet the needs of the community and not just, again, from my point of view, not just the artistic needs of our community, but you know, all whole range of, of needs that our community has um, and just really uh, excited that, that we were able to get it to this point and there's still a lot of, I think there's, it's, an un, it's, a, it's still unfinished, right? The, the structure's unfinished, you know, the, the master conceptual plan that shows X number of buildings obviously is unfinished, but I think the operations of it is still unfinished. The role that the, that, it, that the facility plays in our community could be broader, so I think that's unfinished. It's just, you know, it's just kind of something that's waiting for us to, to wake up and say, come on, man. It's unfinished, so finish it. <laughs> and that's not to point fingers at, you know, the city leaders. It's we as a community, hey, it's unfinished. What are we going to do about this? And really just take that to heart and, and, um, and do something about it. So um, you may have already touched upon this. Maybe it's just a, an opportunity to amplify the points. But is there anything that you want to talk about the MAC that I haven't asked about, or you just feel you want to get it recorded here on video and, and audio? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you didn't probe so much. <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, the only thing was, uh, I mean, you know, just to, I'm always one of those too honest, really. I'm, I'm an honest person that's probably too honest to be in politics, but, 
you know, the truth in lending thing, right? Uh, but, uh, but for me, again, I kind of brought up the whole issue of the, is it a Latino cultural center? Is it a Mexican-American cultural center? You know, because we have other arts groups that focus on Puerto Rican culture or Central American, from Central America or Caribbean, and obviously there are Latino arts groups, but what they feel at home at a Mexican-American cultural center, right? Because it's, it has Mexican-American in it, you know? And so, and again, I think this gets back to more of the, again, if you were involved in the 70s, crafting the idea, we need a Mexican-American cultural center. So for 30 years, that's what you've been calling it, and that's, that's the dream, right, that, that people have had is, um, is to have the Mac, right? And to, um, and to play whatever role, obviously, that they envisioned back then. You know, again, when I was on the council, again, already we had a diverse number of arts organizations, you know, and obviously communities in, in Austin from all parts of Latin America. You know, so when we created the Trail of Legends, you know, I did put out there the idea of naming the MAC for um, the Ramos and Perez families, which Ruben Ramos and Alfonso Ramos and Ruben Perez and his family, it's all one big family, right? So, so, uh, so we went through a naming process before it became the Marientos, um, Mexican American Cultural Center. And um, so we had a lively discussion about about that, but again, my thinking being, look, if it's named the Perez Ramos Cultural Center, then it's a, then it's a cultural center f for all Latinos, right? Because it doesn't say Mexican American Cultural Center. Um, of course, that wasn't very well received, right? To knock off the Mexican American part, even though obviously the Perez and Ramos families are a Mexican American descent. Um, so we ended up naming the plaza at the MAC. And again, for me, coming back down to, hey, look, hey, there's clearly disagreement on this. So how can I, how can I in good conscience say, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name this? You know what I mean? Like me unilaterally just because I think I can get the votes, right? And I probably could have, right? I'm just because of the dynamics on the council. So that's when I say, you know what, let's just name the plaza, and then we'll put up some artwork, and we'll put them, you know, some you know, a plaque that tells the story of these families. And, um, and so the sort of the plaza at the MAC is the Perez Ramos Plaza that's on the trail of Tejano legends. Um, so I think it, I think it was a positive, you know, a positive thing. And um, I really think it, um, so I really wanted to share that just because, I mean, I think it's an, I mean, it may be a part of history no one else remembers. I mean, maybe other folks will bring it up, but um, it may be a non-issue just because of the way it was resolved, right? I mean, people not, might, even, might not even remember that that was even on the table, but, you know, I think I've always kind of approached things in terms of, as a community organizer, well, how could this facility help us organize the Latino community, the Hispanic community, not just the Mexican-American community? How could it be a source of pride for all Latinos in Austin and this is not to say it's not a source of pride, but you know, how do we create a home for a bigger, you know, larger number percentage of Latinos here in Austin? And um, but of course, I don't have the history with the project that that other, you know, that other community leaders or members did. And so I can try to respect that in terms of the ultimate decision. 
But I think that's, uh, I mean, it's an important thing. I mean, I think, you know, we, um, you know, I'm very, I mean, excited and proud that it's, it was named for, for Emma Barrientos and, you know, she, she gave me a, a nice hug at the groundbreaking and obviously at that time we didn't know <laughs> that this was going to be named after her, but, you know, that meant a lot to me just because of the role she played in the project and um, just that, you know, people appreciate the fact that, you know, that you went through hell <laughs> and just to get this thing built and uh, so that was pretty exciting moment, you know, in terms of, terms of the Mac project in general, just to have that kind of interaction with her. And, um, but um, I think, you know, excited that it worked out. Everything worked out the way it did, but um, but there were, again, just a lot of interesting conversations and views and and uh, just things that, that cropped up, you know, in that short six years. <laughs> but I will leave it at that, so. Okay. Well, if you think there's Anything else you want to add? We can spend a little time, but otherwise we'll, we'll wrap it up. I think I'll that's, give you a, that's probably more than I anticipated on, sh mm -hmm. on sharing. But <laughs> okay. Because as politicians, you know, you can't give them a mic because you can't shut them up. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Darrell, for talking. Thank you. Okay.